Hello, it's Brody. I love bringing mummification to you each week, and if you'd like to support me to keep doing that, you can make a once-off donation through the Acast supporter feature. There's no regular subscription, and your donation will help pay our music license, buy audio gear, and put fuel in my car so I can keep interviewing the amazing women who share their stories with us. There's a link in the show description and episode show notes. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello and welcome to Mummification. I'm your host, Brody Matner. This podcast is a space for women and parents to talk about how they're feeling. And sometimes they feel like swearing. So this episode may not be suitable for young ears. Melissa Finlay is a holistic nutritionist, personal trainer and Pilates instructor. She is also mum to Percy and Evie. Thank you for chatting with me. You're welcome. Thanks for coming and meeting me. Oh, that's nice. I like getting out of the house. Yeah, it's always good to get out. (laughs) If you were stuck on a desert island and you could take one meal, one drink and one personal item, what would that be? We won't judge you if it's like alcohol and chocolate. (laughs) Oh, well, the, the, the drink would definitely be coffee for sure. Um, so I can only take one person. One personal, personal item. item. One personal item. Maybe a book. Which book would it be, though? Tuesdays with Mori. Have you read that? Yes, not for years, but yes. That's probably my all-time favourite book, and I feel like that would light me up and get me through the desert island situation. <laughs> and what meal? Yep. Mm. Oh, maybe a burger. Because, like, there's no burger. health rules on the desert island, is no. there? No. So maybe some Maccas. <laughs> <laughs> you could make it a meal. Yeah. That would count as one. Yeah, so, like, a, a, probably a Big Mac meal from McDonald's. It's a classic. <laughs> <laughs> that would make me happy, at least. <laughs> Um, can you share a bit about your personal story Mm -hmm. and how it is you came to do what you do now and why? Sure. So I really left uni. I did an arts degree, didn't actually finish my arts degree, not knowing what the heck I wanted to do with my life. And I just kind of fell into finance, the finance kind of world, um, insurance specifically, And 
then I met my husband there and back then, so we're talking 12 years ago, I was a smoker. I was really unhealthy. Um, but it really wasn't like a priority for me to change all of that. And then I met him and he didn't want to be with a smoker. So I had a decision to make and I made the decision to quit smoking, which was like a really hard thing to do really hard. But once I'd done that, I realized how much better I felt not smoking a pack of cigarettes a day. Like I was pretty full on smoker back then. And it kind of sparked the interest in me to kind of do more. So I started changing my diet a little bit. Um, I qualified as a PT, although I never ended up really working in that industry. I just realized that wasn't really for me, but I enjoyed sort of learning more about my body and how it works and how to keep healthy and feel good. That was the main thing. And I noticed as I was making all these changes that um, I, well, first of all, I came to a healthier weight, which was great. I had more energy, but my cycles started to regulate more and be less painful. And I was always kind of of the understanding that it was just the way things were until I realized that actually the things that I was putting in my body and the things that I was doing was affecting those things. Um, and so that is why I decided to then um, train as a nutritionist. And I did that on the side of full-time work and I had my kids in between all of that. And then um, I was on maternity leave with Evie, so my second born, when I decided to um, yeah, give that job away and, and start doing this as my career. So, And here we are. Here we are. <laughs> and so what, um, in terms of services, for, do you work a lot with mums? I, I pretty much work with mums as the exclusive demographic. Um, some women are not mums, but what I think all women have in common is their, you know, their, their life stages in terms of what their hormones are doing and also how our busy lifestyles, mum or not a mum, really affect our health in that way. Um, so, yeah, mums is, I, I'd say 99% of the women that I work with are mums. And what are some of the most common issues that they come to you Mm. with burnout so burnout is a bit of a um, trendy term for adrenal fatigue or actually it's adrenal um, hypothalamic axis dysfunction that's the technical term and what that fancy word those words mean is that um, your your brain and your adrenal glands have stopped sort of coordinating together and Um, it leads to dysfunction in that you can't regulate your stress hormones very well. And so you get exhausted. So it it happens when there's a lot of stress going on that you're not, um, dealing with. So you're not clearing out of your body and our adrenals start to get fatigued from that and stop. Yeah. Stop regulating our stress hormones, um, the way that they should. And that leads to feeling like you're exhausted, but you can also not switch off. It's that kind of feeling. Right. Um, so fixing that, that's a really common one. And then, um, hormone imbalance in terms of like PMS symptoms or worse, like really heavy periods or irregular periods or missing periods. And that all comes down to that balance between, um, estrogen and progesterone, those two main hormones and, you know, things like diet, lifestyle, again, stress, um, really affect those things. So they're probably the top two that people come to me with. And then just playing out, you know, um, exhaustion yeah you know 
And so if someone comes to you with what you think is like postnatal depletion, mm. um, what does that look like when they come to you? What do they say? They say that they're always tired, that they feel like they can't get clear in their head. So the brain fog is a real issue. Um, and, you know, usually there's a, a an emotional component to it as well. They feel like they're not coping. Um, they feel like they should be happier than they are, they are or they should be, you know, able to do more with their kids than they are. And then we look further into what's going on. So we might run some blood tests um, to see where their levels are at in terms of their nutrients, like iron um, and a few others. And then their thyroid is another a big player. And we'll find that there's there's issues there with um, their levels. And unfortunately, not every GP checks these things um, at the six-week checkup. And even if they do, they can still become depleted after that point as well because, you know, some women will breastfeed for 12 months or longer and that is um, really depleting on our on our stores if we're not on top of it. Um, yeah, so that's what it looks like. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. And in terms of hormonal issues um how can we recognize that something's a hormonal issue and are there kind of common hormonal issues that you come across so one of the most common that i see is an imbalance with estrogen so estrogen will be too high in relation to their progesterone the common symptoms of those are things like heavy periods cramps bloating um acne as well so there they are signals to me that there's most likely an issue with estrogen but having said that it could also be that estrogen is actually normal and the progesterone is too low so it's trying to figure out this the slight variations in those symptoms um, for example if it's low progesterone we often see like anxiety in the lead up to period time and spotting and shorter cycles so there's a few differences there but the only definitive way to know for sure is through testing so as a routine I would ask my clients to go and get tested um, through their GP and if the GP is unwilling we can we can order it privately Um, but that gives me a good idea of what's actually happening so that we can target that through supplementation first of all and then use diet and lifestyle um to correct but then also um keep them on the right track in the future so if if parents particularly mums are feeling any of these things Mm. or or they're just absolutely exhausted Mm. or at the end of their tether yeah um what are some small changes that they can make obviously Mm. not targeted to specific but just if you can generalize Mm -hmm. what are some small changes that mums can make that'll make it have a have a reasonable impact yeah definitely eating breakfast I know a lot of mums get caught up in the morning routines and then they look and it's 11 o'clock and they still haven't eaten anything um, which may not be problematic for some but for lots it will be especially for the new mums that are maybe breastfeeding and they've got young kids um, and starting the day with a protein 
rich breakfast. So I really like eggs for that reason because eggs have a lot of protein in them. They also have some good fat in there as well. And what that does, it gives them the energy that they need, but also stabilizes blood sugar throughout the morning. So they're not going to get that dip in energy mid-morning. And then we do the same thing at lunchtime. We have something that's very protein and fat rich with some carbs as well, but nicely balanced um, so that they've got the energy they need to go through the afternoon. So that would be, I guess it's a not a small thing, but um, one thing that they could do that would have a big impact on how they how their energy stabilizes throughout the day i know i do that all the time <laughs> i either forget or just yeah run out of time because you're so mm. nuts getting everything and everyone ready yeah um well then like i realized the other day we we go to play group in the mm. morning and i take lunch with us because it's a bit of a drive to yeah. where we go to play group um and I take lunch with them and I, I had been packing lunch for the girls to eat after playgroup before we drive home. But I just completely forgot to pack lunch for me. Yeah. But I'd been doing it for weeks before I even realised mm. and then I was like, well, I'm doing it anyway. Why don't I just make lunch for me as well and then we can all eat instead of going, oh, figure me out later. Yeah. Because you don't it's, then. It's exactly right. And it's so common for mums to put themselves last on the list of things to do or things to care for yeah and unfortunately it leads to long-term burnout exhaustion hormone imbalances and things um the thing that i see commonly too is that that you know women will or mums will miss breakfast and then they will eat a piece of toast for lunch because again they're busy getting everyone else organized and maybe they're making some toast or a sandwich for somebody else and they'll just throw a piece of toast down the gob and What's problematic about that is that, yes, it will give you a bit of an energy burst to begin with, but it's a very quick burn because there's no, there's not that protein and that fat um, balancing out the carbohydrates. So their blood sugar will spike up and then it will crash. And so that's why so many women struggle with that 3 p.m. slump because their blood sugar has just bottomed out for the day and they need to bring it back up quickly. So they go looking for the sugar and biscuits and things. And then the cycle sort of continues so it's about breaking that cycle by incorporating the protein and the fat. It's all about the protein and the fat. <laughs> I think that's like, for me, that cycle really crept up on me. Mm. Like we, we had our second and it was in the middle of COVID and so everything was a bit locky down and, mm. you know. Um, and then sort of before I knew it, I was eating like a block of chocolate over the course of the day. But sometimes half a block of chocolate would replace a meal. Yes, yeah. I have this is like my dirty little secret that I have not told my husband and I would it was but it was full like addict behaviour because I would hide mm. it from him because I didn't want anyone to know. Yeah. And and then you kind of just get through and get through and get through and of course you're stuffed by the end of the day. Yeah. Um but it wasn't until you kind of start until I started repeating back to myself what I'd eaten mm. and it was not good. Yeah. I mean I haven't I have certainly have not fixed that, <laughs> but I feel like I'm starting to sort of just claw my way back to not being absolutely ridiculous. Mm. But it's, it's, it can get really hard in, when you get stuck in, into habits like that. And I think um, the be, being prepared is super important when it comes to what we eat in the day, because if we haven't thought about it, if we haven't shopped, for the week or, um, you know, got things in the fridge and the cupboard that we can use, then it's so much easier to just go, oh, well, stuff it. We'll just have the, the chocolate or the toast or whatever it is, you know, box yeah. of shapes, whatever, whatever you find in the cupboard because 
there's been no preparation um, to prepare anything that's sort of nutritious and balanced. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Um, so what are um, some of the specific programs or services that you offer? So I work with women one-on-one. So those women um, will have energy struggles or maybe the, the burnout like I was uh, mentioning before, which Post-COVID has been huge. Everyone's stress levels are all over the place and they really need to kind of bring them back into alignment. Um, Hormone issues and diagnosed hormonal issues like polycystic ovarian syndrome or endometriosis, they're two of the big ones that I see a lot of. And then more and more I'm um, concentrating on gut health So lots of us have, um, you know, annoying issues like bloating, like chronic bloating or chronic constipation, and that all plays into our energy levels too. So a lot of brain fog um, and depletion because our gut is not optimal. So it's not, we're not absorbing our nutrients well. Um, So we, we could be chronically low in iron, that kind of thing. So I'm seeing a lot of that in clinic and treating a lot of that and in myself too at the moment. So it's really interesting to go on the journey alongside my clients. Um, And I've just recently launched a new group program called Back to Balance for women who want to know more about all of these things really. So we're talking this week about um, how to eat for energy. So some of the things I've just talked about. Um, And we'll be talking about um, how stress has an effect on our gut and how that has an effect on our liver and how our liver has an effect on our hormones. And it's all interrelated. Um, And then the special topic of the group is also perimenopause. So that's that affects women from around the age of 40 could be earlier. Um, And in fact, I, I, I think 38 is kind of like the number where I start to see women starting to show signs of early perimenopause. Um, And 
stress can we, we become less stress resilient as we get towards our age and so we we're more susceptible to hormonal changes and things so that is a big topic within the group um so yeah we've just kicked that off this week actually and so far it's been really amazing good yeah um what are some of the symptoms of perimenopause so um depression and anxiety is a big one in the lead up to our period so if you start to notice changes in how you're feeling in that lead up that is a big sign that something's going on um things like um in the very early stages our cycle's getting shorter and then as we progress through to more towards menopause our cycle starts to get longer as our um, ovulation becomes um, a bit more erratic or sparse Um, heavier periods is one brain fog, memory loss. So a lot of the things I've already kind of mentioned, but they start to occur um, as part of that life process when things like our diet and our lifestyle aren't quite in balance. Um, So there's a big, a big part of perimenopause is that we have to start learning. Our brains start to have, have to start learning to deal with less estrogen in our um, body and then less progesterone as well and so there's like a recalibration process that goes on with our brain and so um yeah feeding our brain feeding our hormones and our body with nutrition like the right nutritious foods is a really big part of getting through perimenopause in a more gentle way yeah yeah (laughs) it's just sounds really violent (laughs) it's like our poor bodies you have babies and you know if you have them biologically that's a lot of stress on your body and then you have them however you have them physically that's a big stress on your body yeah and then if you breastfeed and you're tired and it's just like a battering and then if you've had your kids in your late 30s Yep. like I did mm. um, and then all of a sudden you're 40 and you get perimenopause <laughs> that's it and this is why I'm a women's health nutritionist not a men's health nutritionist because <laughs> they've been more we, simple yeah <laughs> we, we just need so much more help <laughs> unfortunately uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then do you tailor specific like dietary eating programs for clients so my with my one-on-one clients, they get access to my recipe library, um, which is like an online thing that they can access. And I teach them how to meal plan for themselves because I'm all about giving them the tools so they can go on without me um, to be able to do it themselves. In Back to Balance, they actually do get a weekly meal plan with recipes so that they've got that tool to sort of show them how to implement what they're learning in a very quick kind of efficient way and to give them some inspiration as well. Um, Not, not all the ladies in this first round are following the meal plan um, word for word. They're just sort of more using it as like a tool, um, which yeah, it's, it's flexible in that way. You don't have to follow the meal plan, but it's, it's a good way to show people how to use the information I'm giving them in a practical way. Yeah. Um, what's a piece of, or what do you, what's a piece of advice you would give expectant mums mm. in terms of how to prep for the first little bit? Mm. Because, um, 
I know that my youngest is about 20 months now and I think it's only now that I feel that I would be able to take on something like planning mm. <laughs> for myself. Yeah. Um, and so that's a decent chunk of time between yeah. birth and, I mean, yeah. I'm not saying, you know, stock your freezer for 20 months, but <laughs> um, is, do you, is there anything that you would tell expectant mums to mm. prep for, any way they can sort of help themselves in those initial In that weeks? kind of first um, or the fourth trimester as they yeah. call it. Uh, yes, I always recommend stocking the freezer for sure. But with things like, um, soups and broths, because if we're, if we make our own broths, um, it's, they're so healing on our gut, which actually does get a battering through pregnancy and childbirth, no matter which way you actually give birth. Because if you think about like the baby sitting in our uterus, our poor little stomach is like squished up, balled up in the corner. (laughs) And then we give birth whichever way, like I said, and it gets disturbed again um, and then has to kind of go back to where it was and start functioning normal, normally again. And that, that disturbance can cause inflammation. And, and it is a common thing. I hear that women in that postpartum period um, will be dealing with either constipation or maybe even some loose stools, like it, it, because of that disturbance that's gone on. So things like soups are really soothing on the gut um, and things like slow cooked meats, um, the same thing. They're really, they're, because they're easily digestible and they're full of good nutrients and, and healing. So, and they're, they're good meals to freeze too. And we can batch cook those. Like we can use the slow cooker and batch cook, um, you know, stews and things like that and then freeze them down. Um, and then hydration. That is, oh, so many of us mums just do not get enough water in because we're so busy, you know, doing everything else that we just forget. Um, so having glasses of water or drink bottles like set up around the house and definitely at your feeding station, if you're breastfeeding next to your bed, um, next to wherever you kind of sit most when you're playing with kids or whatever it is, or changing nappies so that you remember to drink water. Um, because if we don't have that fluid in us, our cells can't function properly. We feel tired. Um, our immune system starts to drop and yeah, it's just this flow on effect. So super important. Um, and the last piece of advice I think is definitely get those levels checked. So the ones that you really want to concentrate on are your iron stores, um, vitamin D, zinc, and B12. So they're all the ones that um, help with, um, energy, hormone balance, immunity, and then our thyroid. Sometimes postpartum thyroid health can go a bit funny just because of all the hormonal changes that are going on. So it's good to just kind of make sure that it is tracking along, um, as it should, um, by getting that checked with the GP. And as a mum, what's something or, or as a nutritionist, what's mm-hmm. something empowering that you would say to new mums? Oh, as a mum, I would say please trust yourself um, to know what's right for you and right for your baby. And, yes, you can get advice from elsewhere, but I think 
if you just kind of stop and listen to your own knowing, it will tell you what to do. And speaking from experience, um, breastfeeding for me was super hard. And with Percy, my firstborn, I did kind of push through it because I did want to give him that, that nourishment, but in the back of my mind, if I'm honest, I was, I was also thinking about like, what will people think of me if I give up, you know? So, um, there were quite a few issues there that I spent a lot of time and money, um, ironing out and we did get there in the end with Evie though, I got in, um, to three weeks and I just sort of knew in myself that it was time to, to give it up, um, because of the effect that it was having on Percy, um, with me always, you know, being kind of stuck to this newborn and not having a free hand to help. Like I remember this night where Aiden, my husband was out somewhere and, um, Percy just wanted me to open this muesli bar for him and I couldn't do it because my hands, I could not take a hand away or she would, you know, not be latching properly. And that's, I kind of knew in that moment that it was not helping anyone, especially my mental health by keeping on. So I, I stopped and the world didn't stop and maybe people judged me, but in the end it was the right thing to do. So yeah, just listen to your knowing. That's good. Are you a Glennon Doyle fan? I love Glenn and Doyle. <laughs> How did you know? Because she calls it her knowing. Yeah, her knowing. Yes, that's and, um, it. As soon as you said it, I was like, Glenn. So that's where I got it from. <laughs> My husband is so sick of me banging on about Glenn and Doyle. I'm like, Glennon says that she's the, ble- the best. I, I say to myself all the time, what would Glennon do? <laughs> she is my knowing. <laughs> oh, that was good. So, yeah, trust your knowing and listen to Glenn and Doyle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Excellent advice. Thank you so much for chatting. You're welcome. Was there anything else that you wanted to add or that you think is important to cover? No, I think that we've pretty much summed it up. Go and listen to Glenn and Dawes podcast after you've listened to this. Thank you so much, Mel, for sharing some of your incredible and helpful knowledge. There is a link in the show notes to Mel's website where you can check out all of the programs and services she offers. There is also a link to buy Glennon Doyle's book and another link to her podcast, We Can Do Hard Things, uh, so that you can understand what Mel and I are banging on about, but Glennon Doyle is amazing. Mummification is produced and hosted by me, Brody Matner. Our beautiful music is composed by Ben Talbot Dunn. If you're enjoying the show, please rate, review and subscribe. You'll be notified when a new episode is released and it helps us reach new audiences, which in turn will hopefully help more women feel less alone. Thanks for listening. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.